Uh, I'm seeing a big live button, and my face is on the computer screen. It looks great. Hi, everybody. Welcome to SCDC Live. Hello. Um, (laughs) What episode is this? I don't even know what episode this is. Too Uh, many. It says on the stream 183, but I don't know if anyone updated that. I didn't update anything. So we actually... So Okay. So this is my fault. Well, technically, it's the internet uh, provider's fault. They came here and fixed our internet and actually turned off the ethernet port downstairs where i do all my podcasting from without telling me so when i moved the router down here that's why our internet wasn't working john i gotta know like this this happened a couple days ago have you just not been on your computer in a couple days (laughs) so so like i've been using the wireless because my wife's been working from home and she needs the ethernet upstairs uh and uh usually for podcast night i just move the router down here and hook up the ethernet cable so i got a nice stable connection um john there are so many things that seem alarming to me about your internet setup which is (laughs) oh i just bring my router downstairs when i need it i just unplug it and hook it up somewhere else you know what we're not here to talk about my internet we're here to talk about video games i don't know who's enjoying talking about your internet (laughs) yeah i'm I'm here for that honestly so uh so it's not just the SEGC crew tonight uh cam you are with us. Thank you so much hey, for being here. that's me. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. We're happy you're here, man. Tell people if they're not already following your stuff, one, where they can already follow you, and two, yes. talk about what you do, man. Yeah, so like Zach said, my name's Cam. Uh, I uh, am an internet person. Uh, I do a podcast with uh, also other friend of the show, uh, Two-Headed Giant, Nathan Brandt, uh, called the New Entertainment System Podcast. Uh, that is a show where we have a robot that we promise totally isn't a spreadsheet, that basically takes like bits and pieces of video games, like different genre or IP or like a weird twist. Nate's in chat, say hi. Um, oh, and basically just kind of mashes them together and randomly outputs a video game. Um, it's an incredibly silly show. Uh, we just had uh, John on recently, actually. We've had it was a delight. It was it was a great delight. Yeah, it's a really good show. Uh, I, I think the game that we made with John was like one of them was like a Duke Nukem game where you date a bunch of sexy dads. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty that cool. Was dollar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's the show that I do uh, with my friend Nate. Uh, we have that out every Monday morning, typically. Uh, and as far as other stuff, you can find me on my Twitter at the Camdy Man. Uh, I do a lot of dumb Twitter bullshit. It's great. <laughs> well, sick. Now, now, I, I am actually, I am, I am actually a a huge fan of everything you guys do. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah. No. I, and it's such a cool concept for a podcast too. Like I, I just, I can't get over how much fun that was. I, I I'm jealous. I wish I had come up with the idea myself. It's a uh, really fun show and we haven't gotten tired of it which means that we're doing something great i think because both oh, of us got... are ju- both of us are just like if we're bored of this we'll just drop this shit like a like a sack of bricks so did you did you mention the fact that you're basically like mario to dr disrespect's wario that is true like, i am dr yeah. respect um, yeah dr dr respect you have the we, uh yeah we learned this at one point. I don't even remember yeah. what show this was on. Was it? I think it was constantly calibrating. calibrating I think it was. Show. I think it was yeah. on yeah. Their, their last show. We discovered that Cam, put on your shades, Cam. Yeah, yeah you got the shades there. Oh, do I have the shades? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He looks like Dr. Disrespect, yeah. except Except nice. I'm nice and yeah. for consent like, before I film in the bathroom. Yeah, when, <laughs> when, when Dr. Respect barges into the bathroom, he's just going in there to make sure everybody's got enough toilet paper right. and the soap right. dispensers are all I just want to make sure people are okay. Like, Absolutely. You would Absolutely. never, no, I, you would never find yourself in a he's position. He's demanding everybody... 
Go ahead, Zach. You would never find yourself in the position that you need to cry on cam because you've been cheating on your wife. Right, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super cool <laughs> thing he did. <laughs> yeah. Cam's in the bathroom making sure everyone's washing their hands. Yeah, damn right. With soap for 20 seconds <laughs> with, at least. For 20 seconds. 20, at least, you know what? You know what? Dr. Respect goes 30 seconds. Yeah. He goes the extra mile. Well, okay, I believe that in my heart. Under my heart. the nails, I don't respect time. your viruses. So, mm, <sighs> okay, so it's you know, despite uh, everything feeling like time is stopped, uh, it's actually been I don't know, kind of a quiet week for game news. Cam, have you been playing anything? Have you been playing um, this this new IP called Final Fantasy? Have you been doing any of that? Or uh, so I haven't actually. Um, Good for you. Uh, so I have been really kind of playing two things and kind of bouncing back and forth. Uh, in between just like, you know, the day-to-day -day Animal Crossing. Um, but I've been playing a lot of Persona 5 Royal. Ooh. Uh, I'm a big, big, dumb Persona fan. And so that game is that game coming out is basically Christmas for me. Um, I'm really, really enjoying it kind of more than I thought I would. Uh, I've been, like, I played an absolute ton of 5. I platinumed Persona 5 because I was unemployed and bored. By the way, don't do that. That's like 200 hours. Um, <laughs> But I, I've been really enjoying the changes they've been making to it. A lot of the combat stuff seems very snappy. A lot of smart decisions. It's great. Hello, cat. Hi, Luca. How's it going? She's purring um, real loud. I, I can hear she her. She likes it's your Wait, <laughs> like, you can hear this purring? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, it's wait. Really I, so I, I got to know. So I, I've never played a single Persona game. What is the yes. difference between Persona 5 and, and Persona 5 Royals? Because to me... That just makes me think of. Uh, did we lose someone? Did the camera? Just no, no. Focus? I'm just. I'm turning off the autofocus on my camera. That's okay. all. Okay. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to get distracted. Uh, again, so I think of this as like super. Like a, a Street Fighter always has like ultimate editions. This is not totally bad. yeah. So it basically is that actually. Uh, oh. This is kind of the like definitive final version of Persona Five, like the base game that they put out. They gotcha. did the same thing with like three and four as well. Um, so basically, it's they like added a bunch of extra content there's a whole bunch of like other characters that you get to meet and interact with uh new characters that i think can add be added to your party um they like cleaned up a bunch of stuff they fixed a lot of the not great localization stuff that was not really wonderful like uh one case in particular uh was there was this point in like the red light district where you and your friend and you're both high schoolers kind of get ambushed by these like very flamboyant uh like people and they kind of play it off like they're like oh they're kind of child predators that's not very cool but they change it to like oh hey this person's gonna look really great in drag you should totally come out to drag shows that'd be really fun and it's like not ideal but it's really great I, I think that they the fact that at least Atlas USA is like, hey, this isn't cool, but we can't really do much about it, so we're just going to do the best we can. Like, I think that's commendable. Right. Um, is it basically the translation team is basically doing a lot of the the heavy lifting? Totally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. a lot of a lot of the stuff that I know, like the Persona series, catches some flack for is like how it sometimes uses uh, a lot of not straight people as punchlines, which isn't great. Right. Um, but I, I, I can definitely tell like an honest effort was put into correcting that, at least from like the Western localization. I don't know anything about the Japanese one, but, um, I'm really, really enjoying the game so far. It's really great. Um, if you like Persona 5 or haven't started it and want to give it a shot, you should absolutely jump in with this one because it's like the I, version of it. I'm in the case, I'm in the case where I bought five at launch and never played it. And now Royals out, yeah. but I don't want to spend another $60 That's on fair. it. <laughs> like, what, what excites me most about uh, Persona 5 Royal is apparently uh, um, Morgana no longer tells you to go to bed every other night. 
Yes. I am super, like, is it weird that I'm super excited about that? So, like, most knights, especially, the thing that impressed me the most was, like, so whenever you go into the dungeons, typically, in that game, like, you lose your evening chunk of time because your character is just exhausted. And your character's still exhausted, but you can still do whatever you want, like, within the confines of the coffee shop that you live at. So, like, you can, like, say you, like, go run a dungeon, but you have, like, a video you want to watch to, like, up your, like, guts or your knowledge or something, then you can still, like, sit there and just, like, watch that and still get that extra bonus. So it, like, is... It, they basically found ways to let you use your time more effectively, which I really enjoyed. Um, and, yeah. Sick. Did you say there's one other game you're playing right now, too? Yes. Uh, and it's a weird one. Uh, it's a Rock Band. I'm playing a lot of Rock Band. That's oh, not we, weird, uh, man. That's <laughs> on brand for you, bud. I, it's very on brand for me. Um, I actually just got a third-party adapter uh, called Roll Limitless. Um, I have an electronic drum kit, and I was like, well, it's just been kind of sitting in the closet, so I now have that hooked up to my PS4 through this adapter so I can like play Rock Band drums with an actual kit, which is really, really cool. Um, it's been kind of my like workout thing while I'm like trapped in my apartment for lack sure. of a better term. Um, and that's been really fun. Uh, it's been just a great way for me to like actually learn how to like like become familiar with a drum set because it's like it, it essentially takes because you know like on the regular rock band drum set, you have like the red, yellow, blue, and green, like the four pads, but this one adds the pro level, adds the symbols for uh, blue, yellow, and green. So it like spreads those out. So there's like seven things you have to deal with plus the kick Shit. pad. It's really great. I love it. Okay, um, wait, wait, I've been playing I, a lot of that. I got to know like what the, I'm not saying favorite song. I'm saying favorite song to play the drums for in rock band. What have you been Ooh. playing the most? Um, I think the song that I've been playing the most, probably Hysteria by Muse. Okay. Uh, love oh, that song. Well, I love Muse. Period. Muse so, is great. Yeah. Great band. Terrible lyrics, but great band. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've been just really jamming the fuck out on that. So those have really been kind of the two main things I've been playing in between, you know, selling turnips and shit. So sweet. Justin, have you been playing anything interesting? Um, I I have played from beginning to end the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh. Um. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I've mentioned it's one of my favorite games of all time. It's one that I... Um, it's actually... The the original Final Fantasy VII is the first game I ever finished beginning to end by myself um, as a kid. So, like, it was a big, big moment in my gaming career for me. <laughs> um, as well as, like, it really launched my love of JRPGs when I was growing up, um, which I've which I've really fallen off of in the past few years for various reasons. Um, and so I was really excited for this remake because I remember even, I remember watching the PS3 reveal live when they had the tech demo of, you <laughs> I know, remember that. Cloud jumping off of the train. So it was, like, that was the first thing that put, like, I want to explore Midgar, like, like this, um, in my head. And, um, I, I loved it overall. There are some weird inconsistencies, uh, especially visually. There's like chapter chapter there. eight is one of the ugliest things I have ever seen. Like the textures all look like they're bugged with like these incredible like the character models are incredible yeah. with just some of the worst texture work I've seen in the game this generation. Like in that chapter, <laughs> and it's, and it's, like, it's, it's, it's really it's, just that one chapter. Like I don't get well, it. And then there's like, a couple other places where it's like you're above 
the slums and there's just like a jpeg yeah. of the slums yeah. below you yeah. and stuff like that. Love that. And then there and then there's the last few chapters which I thought I was watching a CG cutscene and yeah. then it transitioned seamlessly into gameplay. <laughs> like unbelievable. Like stuff like that is weirdly inconsistent. Um I do think some of the chat some of the stuff that they extended didn't need to be extended as much as they um but aside from those like few complaints I I was completely overjoyed with how much they managed to um to nail this. Like it was something that could have easily gone off the rails. I loved every change that they made, big and small, story-wise. The characterization is so so good. Um and they really delve into a lot of things that I think were like even for people familiar with the original because of the not great localization and kind of weird storytelling of that period of games you know wasn't very clear like they really 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 built it up to be something really special and they did a whole lot to justify you know just having what was a small portion of the first game um of a small portion of the original game to be like a huge huge game on its own um, some of the stuff I was most worried about seeing in the remake, like the Honeybee, Chapter end, Nine, ended up being they hand. First off, they handled it brilliantly, and it was one of my favorite parts of the whole game. Oh yeah, and it was a part I didn't like in the original game, and I was so worried about how they were going to, you know, address it in the remake. And I loved it. I had a huge smile on my face the whole time for that chat. Uh, you know, the emotional story beats really hit for me, like. This is the most relaxed I think I've felt playing a video game in a long time. Like, I, multiple days, I sat down, and it was, and then I looked at the time, and it was six, seven, eight hours later. Good. Awesome. Um, I haven't done that since I was a little kid playing JRPGs. Like I said, I've really kind of fallen off of that genre. Um, Justin, I, But I, this I, game was simultaneous. Like, I've never had this sensation before of, like, such... A nostalgia trip as well as also being really excited to see what they do next because there is enough changes and enough expanded that um i was really excited to see what they did with it uh the combat system the music especially are all stellar um justin i i, I just want to i, I want to oh sorry no, no no you're totally fine <laughs> no. i want to up for a second because the other day i told you this and you were very surprised and then you're like no that actually makes sense um, John, I want to know. I want to know if you already know this. Do you know who the voice actor for Don Corneo is in in the? Oh, remake? by the way, this isn't. That's not true. It's I not true. It it's not true. So, so there was a misunderstanding that people thought that Mark Hamill voiced Don Corneo. Ha, this is shaken. It's, it's, fr it's Fred. Uh, Frank Tascaiore. Tascaiore. Yeah. I'm so it's, sorry. It's not to lie Mark to you. Hamill. I, oh. I I I was bummed out when I found out that wasn't true. I would never lie uh, to you intentionally. I'm so sorry. No, no, but, um... I'm disappointed, and I didn't even but, know that. Um, Justin, no, I... I'm, I got sent a code for Final Fantasy VII um, Remake, and th thank you, Square Enix and Butterfinger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Butter Butterfinger holding it up out there. I can't believe we didn't get a Butterfinger skin for one for the Buster Sword. For the Buster Sword, um, I know. I wanted so, Cloud uh, wandering around with, like, just a photorealistic, just... I'm Butterfinger after, after cup noodles in Final Fantasy so, 15. I'm so surprised. So, Reb, you, you sound enthusiastic. I'm, I'm yeah, you I sound thrilled. Well, I, okay, so I, 
I admit that I did not have the experience with Final, the original Final Fantasy VII that most people did. Like, most people who were really excited about it played it back in the fucking day, right? I played it in college, and I I feel the same way about Final Fantasy VII that I, fe- that I feel about Star Wars, honestly. Both are experiences that for my entire, basically my entire life talking, that I... The entire portion of my life that I spent talking to people about film um, at all, or movies, people were like, you haven't seen Star Wars? It's the best movie! How can you, you haven't seen Star Wars? You have to watch Star Wars! And the exact same thing happened when I started playing video games with Final Fantasy VII. You haven't played Final Fantasy VII? What's wrong with you? And everybody was so hyped about it and so obsessed with it and it was just like this pinnacle of things that by the time i actually got around in both cases in college to sitting down and watching and playing with them eh honestly eh like star wars it's fine whatever um final fantasy 7 eh it's fine um i think i think at least some of my dislike of it comes from the fact that 3D controls like that d- did not age well. Polygons um, like that did not age well. Very, very <laughs> hard to play when, when you are not used to that. Uh, but I also really like Legend of Dragoon, so maybe that's not the case. I don't know. But anyway, I didn't like I didn't like the game. I I burned out on it. Um, honestly, at about the point in the original game where Final Fantasy VII Remake ends. So I pretty much know the basic plot of this game, like from start to finish, or at least this part of it from start to finish. I don't really know what, ha- I mean, I know Aerith Aris dies, so, um, but I don't know what happens next. Whoa, but I, I haven't this- finished it and I have not. <laughs> These are 20 year old spoilers that I wasn't ready for. Him. Whatever. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so I, I, I'm uh, gonna, I'm gonna borrow, I've, I don't have a PS4, but I, I have borrowed a friend's and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a, give it a shot. Um, and just kind of see how I feel about it. And I, I hope know, you like I'm trying it. to go into it with an open mm-hmm. mind. I'm trying to. I, I am skeptical that the writing is going to flabbergast me in the way that it seems to j- just blow other people away. Like, I've seen some tweets from more skeptical people who are more critical of the writing in that game and say that the remake hasn't really solved their problems with it. And so I'm interested to see where I'm going to fall. But I'm trying to go into it with an open mind. And I'm just, I'm very, very curious as to how I'm going to feel about it. Fair enough. So... I'm sorry, go ahead, Zach. No, no, I, I was going to jump to you, John, because I know... I, so, first of all, before we get any further, we have a lot to say about Final Fantasy, and I think that yeah. SCGC is probably going to have some some content that we're going to release just about right. Final Fantasy. But, John, yeah. I, I do want to hear what your experience was with the game. So, I'll be... So, Justin's already said a lot about it, uh, and I agree with everything he said, so I'll just... I'll regurgitate my thoughts really quickly here. Um, I am on Chapter 17. There's 18 chapters in the game. I'm, uh, I've spent a lot of time in the Shinra building. I'm at about... The first thing I want to stress, if you haven't played this... Uh, I'm at chapter 17 and I'm 38 hours in. Uh, so, I mean, this is a whole ass Final Fantasy. It game. took like me 43 yeah. hours and there is still some side stuff I have not done. And and so like, and I want to stress that like, I am at 38 hours. I've probably still got another from what I've heard, five or six hours to go. And I have done all the side quests. Um, and so, so yeah, this is a whole ass Final Fantasy game. Um, and I absolutely love it. Uh, there has been a lot of consternation about changes made to the source material in regards to storyline. Um, and what I'll say is this: is going into this, if you, if you love Final Fantasy VII the original, you have if you have any sort of emotional attachment to that story, without spoiling anything, put aside your expectations of of what this is because the word remake is key here and i know justin understands what i'm talking about this is a this is not a retelling of the same like this is a remake and there are going to things that that surprise you 
there are going to be things that shock you. I know I've been I've been shocked several times. And I mean, there, gonna... some of that stuff starts in chapter two. Yeah, like, like I mean, it's are... not it's not even like um like major things at the end. Like there's a lot of stuff throughout. Um, so I I will cool. I will agree with Justin that there is some weird visual inconsistency um regarding some of the textures however the character models are some of the finest i've ever seen oh they're it's incredible my, the characters my, look incredible absolutely. Well, well the main um, characters not the npcs the npcs look uh, like NPCs. you know they're <laughs> whatever um the battle system is my new favorite in the entire series and you can really feel uh 13's dna here uh in the battle system uh they brought the stagger system back which i think has been you uh, have my attention yeah, well, I mean, it's I mean, it's very, I mean, it's the same team that worked on it, so you can really mm. feel that thirteen DNA in here. Um, and I have I'm I'm close to the end of the game. It is now my second favorite Final Fantasy game of all time. Um, it is it. I mean, and nothing's ever going to overtake six for me for nostalgic and you know you know other reasons. But Final Fantasy VII remake is about as close as it gets, and. I just, I, I, this is exactly what I needed. I can't believe, I can't believe they nailed it the way they did. Like, I, I, like, I, this could have been a fucking disaster. Let's I be expected to have so many more issues so with did it I. than I did. So did I. But, <laughs> I mean, but the voice acting is incredible. Uh, the music, the, the remix tunes from the original are unbelievable. Um, it's, it's funny. There's banter between the characters as they're running around. Um, and uh, and just to play off what Justin said about the Honeybee Inn, this is uh, Honeybee Inn, and this is the last point I'll make. Um, that scene from 1996, if played out today, would come across extremely problematic. Um, but the way they did it, the way they implemented it here, is extremely in my like it. it it's extremely inclusive. Um, it's it's done very tastefully, very well. And it's I very want... fun and positive yeah. in and a way I was not expecting. There is a dance rhythm mechanic there that I want to be its own game. I want a Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy <laughs> yeah. rhythm game using the mechanics from Chapter 9 because it's incredible. <laughs> that's And that's literally, other than Animal Crossing, I've played nothing but Final Fantasy VII all week. That's what I've played. Reb, do you have anything else you've been playing besides? It sounds like you're, you haven't even dipped your toes in yet. No, you're I'm about to dip done. your toes. Zach, you know exactly what I've been playing all week. Halo? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm playing Animal Crossing. That's literally all I'm doing. I finally chilled the fuck out. Um. So I hit everybody. It's been really interesting to watch. Like everybody. I think I may have said this. No, I didn't say this last time I was on the podcast. It's been really interesting to watch everybody kind of around week three of Animal Crossing hit the point. Um. Where they've either done one or two things. Either people who have played Animal Crossing before or who are playing it for the first time and are content just kind of playing Animal Crossing and they're enjoying themselves and they're going to keep playing. Or they are, like, exhausted because they've been trying to min-max the whole thing. And it turns out that when you try to min-max a game that's meant to be played over, like, months and years, uh, you get exhausted really quickly. Um, and so it's just been very, very interesting to sort of see the discourse go from, switch very quickly from Animal Crossing is the game we all need right now to <laughs> Animal Crossing is not the game we need right now. Yeah. I just think <laughs> very funny. It, I agree it was very funny. Takes. In equal measure. It was very funny for me, like, kind of as an outsider to Animal Crossing, see, like, everybody bragging about, like, how wholesome and fun it is. And then that, like, Easter event with the 
funny or whatever. <laughs> I, think funny no, I have never seen so many people want to murder an NPC <laughs> it, like as hatefully as the uh, the Animal Crossing community. The yeah. amount of like screenshots I saw of people just standing next to Zipper on Bunny Day with their axes out was like astronomical. Did you see the one person? Did you see the one person who built a fence around Zipper so he couldn't move anywhere? Yes. <laughs> so, so Reb, I, I have to ask though. Uh, do you have any the people who are starting to find cracks in, in, in like the loop and they're not enjoying it as much, do you feel like Bunny Day uh uh was part of what, what made those cracks visible? Or do you think it's just that like this is this is easily one of the biggest wide appeal uh Animal Crossing games there's ever been? Is this just like no, like this game is always what it, Sorry, I'm I'm being verbal. I see what you're saying. I think um, so. I think Bunny Day didn't help. I don't okay. think that it was like the catalyst, right? I it just it didn't help. Um, my my weird theory about this is that Bunny Day was never meant to be the first big. I mean, it wasn't. It's not even a weird theory. But Bunny Day was never meant to be the first seasonal event that we get. Bunny Day, we because originally this game was going to come out. I don't think we know when, but it was going to be sometime last year. Mm. My my pet theory was like late summer. I've heard other people say fall, but I think the timing on it, had it gone with the original release date, would have been that the first holiday event we would have gotten was Halloween, and that would have been Jack. And Jack is a very beloved Animal Crossing holiday character. Everyone loves Jack. He gives you treats. Everyone dresses up in costumes. Halloween has historically been a very fun holiday in Animal Crossing. Easter is a Bunny Day has always been kind of a joke. Like, because yeah. the, the whole idea of Zipper being, like, this very, like, somebody in a suit, we don't know. Like, what, he doesn't really want to be doing this job. Like, he's hiding eggs everywhere. What, he's, he's overly enthusiastic in a way that, like, an obnoxious fast food worker is. Like, the, like the fast food guy in Undertale with the giant smile, the burger guy. <laughs> like, that, that's what he's like. Um, and so, Bunny Day is a joke. None of the other holidays are like this. All the other ones are very sincere. And so, I, I do not think that Bunny Day was meant to be the first holiday. And I think that, I mean, there's definitely a chance... I, I don't know anything, but I guess there's definitely a chance that it wasn't quite tuned or it wasn't quite meant to be the thing we were all doing when we were simultaneously still in the first two weeks of building our islands. Um, yeah. I mean, I, so I'd that's also, my theory. Go ahead. Well, sorry. I was going to actually answer your question. Sorry. No, um, you're perfect. Uh, the, other, the other thing, though, that I think that has really kind of exacerbated everybody burning out really quick is the fact that this is the first time Animal Crossing has had such, an, has, has had such easy connection to social media. Um, I mean, people were definitely playing it when I was on the 3DS. Like, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. This game sold a fuck ton of copies on the 3DS. Yeah. It really did. Um, but there wasn't, like, an easy screenshot feature to just throw shit on Twitter. And so now that we have this, everybody can just screenshot their islands instantly. There's this giant fear of missing out that people have. Like, yeah, they yeah. see these beautiful islands, these really well-decorated islands that people put hours and hours and hours into, and they want that. And they start, like, trying to figure out how they can min-max their way to that. And that is not, I mean, th this is not to downplay anyone who has made a beautiful island, because if that's the, uh, Animal Crossing, you play video games the way you want to play them. That is the blanket statement. But Animal Crossing is designed to be played slowly over a period of time. And I've even had to stop myself when I've been playing. Like, I'll get into this rhythm. I'll be like, okay, I need to put a road here. I need to move this house here. I need to do this and this and this and this. And I'll start coming up with all these, like, really, really deliberate plans. And then I'll be like, wait, I literally have basically infinite time to do this. I could do this today or tomorrow, and the game does not give a shit. Um, so I'm going to do, like, one thing today, and then I'm going to turn it off and come back tomorrow. And it requires kind of, like, that self-discipline, right? Um... And I think there are some, I think there's probably like a good piece to be written somewhere about how Animal Crossing has like introduced 
like these mobile systems from like Pocket Camp, like with the resources and kind of the Nook Miles like incentives and stuff that are very like mobile game kinds of incentives, but there's no way to pay your way to get them done quicker. So there's no like monetization scheme attached to them. So it's just this weird sort of thing that you dump your time and energy into, but there's not, there's not necessarily a, hu- a huge reward for it, but there's still this incentive. It's very weird. Like the whole, yeah. the whole thing is very weird. I think the game is fucking wonderful. Um, I'm going to be playing it. I've already put over 150 hours into it. I'm going to keep dumping in more hours because I just love it. But I have slowed down. I'm only playing like an hour a day now. And that feels way more manageable than what I was doing. Because <laughs> I was also on vacation the whole first week it was out doing nothing else. So, you know. Reb, Reb do you think that part of that is because, like, obviously the game sold phenomenally well. And some of that is due to everything that's happening in the world right now. A lot of people are home and there's been a lot of buzz around Animal Crossing and people leading up to launch saying, this is the game we needed right now. So I think this game has a lot of first time newcomers to Animal Crossing. Do you think that people unfamiliar with the franchise came into this not really understanding that this is not a game you play for 50 hours for a week then put down like this is something meant to be played over a very long period of time? I think most people kind of knew that in like some way or another, but I I mean, God, we're just living in weird times, right? Yeah. Like I think I think we all just kind of even even people who like know know this and who have played these games before, like we all kind of went into it and we a lot of a lot we put a lot of expectations into Animal Crossing. Like we we put a lot of expectations into it to be kind of this like escapism, right? That we we all needed and it was that for like a week and then we all realized that we were stressing ourselves the fuck out. And I think I think it's sort of, it's both, I it's benefiting from the situation in the sense that it's getting sales and visibility and all this other stuff. Um, it's a sucky situation and I, we, no one wants that to happen. I'm sure Nintendo doesn't want that to happen, but they are benefiting from it. It's true. Um, but I, I think that, I think that people are kind of, you know, shooting themselves in the foot a little bit. Um, not, not voluntarily, but like. There's just sort of this thing happening where we're all in these weird ass mindsets and a game just happened to come out that promises kind of the, this infinite paradise that we can just build however we want and all these friendly, happy animals and everybody's racing to do it first and fastest and best. And it's just kind of this weird, it's no one's fault. It's just this weird thing that happened right. um, because yeah. of the weird circumstances we're in, I think. Have you heard the stories of people who are like setting up systems for turnip trading where they're like setting up discords? And then they're building oh, pathways God, yeah. where visitors come. And, like, if you actually want to get into the turn-up prices, you have to do, like... Like, when I hear stories about this, like, it... It sounds like EVE Online. I guess, I guess it's, like, <laughs> my like my gut is, like... I, like, I feel shitty saying this because I don't... I wouldn't say this about any other game, but, like, it just feels antithetical to, like, what the designers wanted. Yeah. Which yeah. is, like... It absolutely is. But yeah. the thing is, this has been... Go- this kind of thing has been going on for a really long time. We, it's oh, been going on totally. in previous games. We just are very, very much more aware of it now, and it's on a larger scale. And um, the other... Th- I mean, so turnip trading is the big thing. The other big, big thing that is not being discussed quite as much... Um, but it's absolutely still going on is villager tra- trading. Yeah. Um, people are really, yeah. really obsessive about what villagers they have in their town. And there are whole, it, it is wild. People have whole, for- I, back in the day it was forums, I guess it's probably discords now, um, where they will buy and sell villagers. And it's because there's a way to kind of game the system where when one of your villagers is moving out or in boxes, as the lingo goes, um, you can have someone visit and talk to them and convince them to move to your town. And they, they will then come. And you can do that on purpose. You can also show up. I think in previous games, you couldn't specifically solicit them to do that. Like, you had to just come, and then, like, the data was stored, and they would do do that, like, without you talking to them. There's a whole system. People know how to game it. But basically, people will sell popular villagers for, like, millions of bells. It is 
absolutely that sounds wild. Illegal. Out of context. <laughs> did yeah. you see? <sighs> did you guys see the like Amazon that somebody the Nookazon thing? Yeah, yeah. the Nookazon. Wait, what, what? I'm sorry. Okay, what? so someone has actually made it. It looks like you're browsing Amazon too. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, where like you can go and you can spend bells on an item. Like mm-hmm. from Animal Crossing, and some like so a player will sell it to you for that amount, and they yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so like the way that it works is basically people like people want the LCD TV because it's like an item that just a lot of people want in their homes, and so there's basically you can have like a Nookazon listing for the LCD TV, and then it shows how much that you are selling your LCD TV for, and then it has your Dodo code your uh, yeah your Dodo code next to it. And then people just like basically like come and trade the bells for the item. So like you know that's Reb... really cool. Well, okay. So hang on. <laughs> it's, so Reb, it's Reb... cool. It's also so Reb said this yes. earlier. Reb said this earlier. <laughs> where like like this has always been part of the Animal Crossing yes. DNA, and the game has always had these undercurrents of like capitalism but then when you see it like intersecting with like (laughs) now what if social media made us have a hyper-connected world in which you could trade uh in people and in product like it just (laughs) it feels uh it like it's like like i don't think there's anything the developers could have really done to prevent this um but i don't i don't know if my i don't know if subjectively i don't know if my idea of island escapism involves uh the stock market and no. uh have people make and, and if you want my turnips you better bring x y and z uh if you want the good prices um no. it's and i think you have to set gross. those limits for yourself right like people totally. get to play games the way they want to play games right I, yeah. like like personally i i am in i mean i mean the stgc discord has its own animal crossing channel and then i'm in one other discord that's literally just a group of friends we all know each other i think for the most part um who are all ha- all happen to be playing animal crossing um, and so I have like I do, I have started doing the turnip trading, and I've made a little sp- I, well I've, I stole someone's spreadsheet, and I am kind of paying attention to it, but I'm not doing the thing where like I'm jumping into these massive discords trying to find like these amazingly right. high prices. Right. If one of my friends has a good price, I'll show up. If they don't, you know whatever. Like I'm not I'm not getting obsessive about it. It is kind of it's just it's just wild to me. Like I I posted a joke or something on Twitter last week about how like I had. Like, I had sold all of my turnips for a small profit, like, earlier that day. And literally five minutes later, like, five of my friends showed up in Discord chat. Like, hey, my turnips are 500 bells. And I'm like, what the fuck? If I just waited five more minutes, I could have gotten this. And I posted a joke about that. And I had, like, not even kidding you, 20 DMs from, well, 19 random, 19 DMs from randos and one DM from John's wife. Asking if they can come sell turnips on my island because oh I posted God. a joke on Twitter. We've been we've no so, shade to you, Vicky. No shade. My, my wife, I, so Vicky's been working from home, and I've just been home because I can't do my job from home for like three weeks now. And literally every morning, I'll wake up, come downstairs, and she's like, "Honey, check your turnip prices." <laughs> <laughs> every morning, she's like, "What are they?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't checked yet. You need to do it before noon." I'm like, okay, I got it. I'm checking my I'm checking That's my turnip awesome. prices right now, baby. Yeah, it's uh yeah yeah she um she she was working from her computer a couple days ago and Cat Bailey opened up her island mm. because her turnip prices were like 499 bells. I said, baby, you got 15 minutes to get over here. And she literally stopped what she was doing, put down her took off her her work headset, she like ran in with her switch, and she's like, okay, I gotta try to get in. I got turnip. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, no, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't. If I if I do that, I'll get. It's not relaxing anymore if I do it's that. It's not. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I I like today is probably the first day since launch that I will probably not play Animal Crossing just because I'm like I don't have to. You know, yeah, it's, you know, it's whatever. It'll just, still be there tomorrow. Yeah, totally. My island's not fucking washing away. Like it's it's gonna be there. I'll be here. Like it's fine. Like it's it's just relaxing. Like I just want to chill. Maybe you know, dig up some fossils. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Has everybody talked about the games that they've been playing lately and what they've been like? Do you do you have you haven't, Zach? Zach. Zach, you haven't talked about the games. I never have interesting tell games. Us a, to, tell okay. us about your video games. Zach, you're okay. so interesting. I don't have an interesting Stop game it. to Keep talk about. With yourself. Okay, so the game. Well, I... Zach. Well, Zach. Do you are you able to talk about the interesting? So I can't talk. I can't could... talk about. I can't talk about. <laughs> okay. But but the one game I've been playing a lot, uh, and we'll have. Well, I'll talk about it next week probably. I'll be able to promote it. Um, uh, the one game I've been playing a lot, and it's been out for a while. Uh, I've been playing this game called Hunt Showdown. Have you guys are you guys familiar with Hunt Hell Showdown? Yeah. Hell yeah. I have heard of okay. this, but I don't. Know so Zach, do I, do I need to give... says I don't ever play anything interesting. Right after saying I'm playing this one game while making a face, like oh god, I'm gonna have to tell you about this game. Do you guys, okay, okay, okay. Do you guys need a, do you guys need a baseline explanation of what Hunt Showdown is? Yes, please. Okay, yes. so Hunt Showdown is a game where it's a big map. Uh, not that I guess biggest battle royals have really ruined the concept of big. A pretty decent multiplayer sized map. Um, where you can deploy alone, uh, in duos or in trios, but you face, like, it's not like, you can be in a, alone and face trios if you, if you opt into that. Uh, but the idea is you are set into this Louisiana, Louisiana bayou in 1895, and something has happened there, and it is like this macabre, like, almost Dark Soulsian, um, uh, 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 world in which something very sick has happened in the bayou, and you are... Looking for hints to where, like, these, um, boss types are on the map. You need to look for hints across the map. Uh, once you find a boss, you have to fight it. The boss is AI, but there are also up to 12 other people on the server who are also all hunting the same boss as you. You want to try to grab, uh, once you kill the boss, you want to try to grab that bounty and you have to get to an extraction point while other players are hunting you because they want the bounty that you're carrying. So it's a bounty hunting game, uh, where you can play with your friends, uh, trying to take out AI bounties while real humans fight you. So it's PvP meets PvE. Um, and to me, there's, like, something very goofy about, like, the intersections of, like... So uh, all the characters are, like, basically their their visuals and names are Prochgen. And then uh, you can get them, you can, like, recruit them to work for you, and that's your playable character. And when they die, you lose everything they're carrying. Um, and so the idea is if you get to extractions, you can unlock perks. And the perks are things like... Uh, oh, your character can, uh, like, uh, you can unlock something that's called levering on your pistol, and it makes you shoot really, really fast. But, of course, if you die, you've lost that. So, there's, like, this, there's a character progression, uh, for people who, you kind of place people you work for you. Um, I don't know, but basically, I just have this idea of, like, this really, um, disgusting horror, horror-ish PvP experience, where, like, you're hunting something that's, like, uh, a big man who's got a pig head and he cheats down with a fire axe and you have to try to kill him uh, while there's also AI people who are near you. And, like, to, to figure out people are near you, you have to, like, put on this whisper mode where your character, like, pulls their hands up and the screen goes, like, almost black. And you can kind of feel, like, like the more sinister the whispers sound, the closer uh, real players are to you. So you have to, like, use your environment. And then, like, throughout the world, there's, like, extra branches, and there's crows, and there's dying horses, and if you get too close to them, they'll make a noise, or the crows will fly away in the direction you're coming from, and so you have to use your environment around you to kind of, like, figure out where other players are at. 
It's this really That's bizarre. That's really cool. It's so Zach. weird. It's so weird, but I love it. Uh, so oh, it's... I'm Zach. I never talk about interesting games on the podcast. <laughs> Talks about the most interesting game so, on the podcast. So Hunt sure, Showdown. Sure. Hunt Showdown is on PC. It's made by Crytek, uh, who uh, just just announced they're making that uh, they're they're making that port for uh, Crisis uh, Remastered, uh, and they also did Rise Son of Rome for people um, who wanna. Think about that we don't game. talk about we don't talk about rise <laughs> yeah no there's some interesting things there um but no it's it's super super cool uh and it's got you know i think people might remember this when i first joined the podcast my game of the year uh in a probably dull fashion was like PUBG, and like this is scratching a similar itch for me in terms of like what is a loop in which i can go in with friends and have a lot of fun going with strangers and have a lot of fun um, and feel like every time I play it, I can walk away with like an interesting anecdote where like something stupid or something funny or something badass happened, um, and it's been cool. Um, I don't know, Hunt Showdown sick gameplay. And, yep, that's it. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward. Uh, so Zach Zach has been trying to get me to buy this game because it is going to be getting crossplay soon. So once it gets really cross. Good. Yeah, um, a, I will cool be thing. I'll be purchasing it so what, that I can I can play it with it. On? Sure, so it's on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation right yeah, now. Yeah, so okay. it's it's having some hard times. So so it again, Crytek um is still a company that's doing well for themselves. Uh, based in Germany now, they are a smaller outfit than they used to be. Um, and so what I have found is the PC game is doing very well. Has like usually seven thousand plus concurrent players on PC, which is pretty good. Uh, on consoles, having a harder time, and also on console, it's got, it's a game that was made for mouse and keyboard, and so, uh, you ever played a game that gets, like, a late console port, and sometimes the sticks don't quite feel mm-hmm. well? Like, it's yeah. kind of, it's, like, I, gotcha. PC is my main platform, I play it on Xbox 2, and it, it feels fine, but it, you know, it's like, um, have any guys ventured into PUBG on console? A little bit, but not, no. not okay. too much. Fair enough. I refuse. Fair, no, fair enough. But the sticks, you know, it, like the sticks don't quite yeah, go there. Yeah, no, I, I totally, totally understand So that. they're going to be iterating on that, and I know they're going to be iterating on that. And frankly, me seeing that they're going to be uh, patching uh, or, or porting Crisis actually makes me hopeful that Crytek will learn some things. Um, but it's it's one of my favorite PC games right now. It's so weird. Uh, right now, they just added a character. Um, I don't love the terminology. He's called the Hillbilly. Uh, and he wears overalls with no shirt under it, and he's a character you can bring into the bayou with you. Um, and I just, and he's got a little straw that hangs out of his mouth. Uh, this, there's so much like, I love character playing and building up characters, and they built their own lore into this game. And so every character you play as has some weird backstory, and they have like some weird like diary in the game in the menu where you can read about the characters. <laughs> um, it's weird. It's so weird. Um, but, but yeah, Hunt Showdown's all I've been playing, really. I played a little bit of Final Fantasy. Um, it's fine. I like it. How dare you? No, I'm <laughs> Um, but yeah, so honestly, honestly, Zach, Final that's, Fantasy is fine, that's, camp. that's more than, that's more than I would have thought you, you would yeah. have, if yeah. I had to guess, like, just knowing your taste. I just, like, Jesse is really what's been sold, selling me, like, the first seven hours of that game. Oh, Jesse is so thirsty. Jesse, Jesse like, rules. Yeah, she's, she's Jesse a is. Yo, yeah, she's she is far like she wasn't. She was mildly thirsty in the original Final Fantasy VII. Like she hinted, like I think Cloud is handsome, and now she like I I, I found myself Can I get that like, one really... more time. Yeah, please? one more time with that voice, please. <laughs> one, more, one more time. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. What I say? What what's that? John. I didn't. I, I, I must have blacked out. You right said right. I, I think, think Cloud is handsome. Yeah, just like that. Boy, I think Cloud is handsome. Mm-hmm. Good, very good. Great, just like that. Thank he you. is handsome. No, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think you, you know, not your thing, Rob. 
No. No. no At I'm any rate, I'm a Tifa gal. And, mm. and, so I gotta tell you, like Tifa's I good. was Tifa's good. Tifa's what, good. Like <laughs> Jesse, Jesse Biggs and Wedge, like period, have been expanded on. Like they were minor players in the first game, and they've got backstories now, and like they, you know, emotional arcs or like story arcs that resonated with me emotionally. I just like, oh, I. Don't get me don't get me back on the Final Fantasy VII okay. train. Also, no, 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 no. we can go like, on this for a while. One last like but... comment on Final Fantasy VII. Can we just like take like half a second to marvel at the fact that like a few years ago, the idea of a Final Fantasy VII remake was a massive joke. Yes. That's true. Yes. <laughs> just a giant joke. Like like that in, in the vein of Half Life Three. Like oh, they're gonna announce a Final Fantasy VII remake. Har har har. And then it, it like then well like, all, all the Year of Dreams games are are, are released now. Yeah, like, like they're all. Wild. Kingdom Hearts three is out. The Last Guardian is out. Final Fantasy seven remake is out. What Shenmue three. Shenmue three is out. What the fuck? You know. So I, oh, I, a VR Half Life game. A VR Half Life game is out. <laughs> yeah, like... they put out a Half Life game this year, <laughs> which what? is also fine. I, I <laughs> sure, do, fair. I, I do have uh, to ask. If you don't mind, I'd like to ask everybody here one Final Fantasy seven related question, but it's not about the game itself. Okay. okay. Um. When do we actually think we're going to see part two? Oh, like, like, I have like, no like, fucking idea. Like, I'm, ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Zach, I'm ready. As somebody who's only been in chapter eight, I'm ready to make a call. 2023. Okay. 2023. You know what? I'll yeah. give you that. I'll okay. give you that. You know yeah. what? Okay. That seems reasonable. <laughs> I, I would Zach actually, was... I would, uh, I would put money on a release, a release window in 2023 that's delayed to 2024. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. <laughs> oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and, and do we think that that's going to be the last installment? Absolutely no. not. Absolutely no, no, no. not. It's not going to be less than three. It's not going to be less than three, and I could see it potentially being four, depending oh, on how it's going to be the Hobbit stuff. of video games. Speaking of, Hobbit of video speaking games. Of it's three. definitely going to be three, and then they're going to like make it seem like it's over, and then there's going to be a fucking final chapter prologue 2.0. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to have some weird-ass Nomura nomenclature. Nomura's going to show like, me, like, I want to write this one. Yeah, it's yeah, epi like episode prologue, you know, yeah. like I'm telling you right now. They're going to go into the TV show, and it's actually going to be Kingdom hearts four <laughs> i will say right now if this they is... name it final fantasy 6.9 i will buy it immediately oh my god <laughs> wow okay. i will buy so that shit immediately really, really wow. quickly i just want to ask for people who've played it here and this doesn't have to be a whole thing i haven't played resident evil 3 i want to play resident evil 3 the price tag seemed high uh for just that i'm not this isn't about an hours per entertainment thing i have, have you guys played it? Is it worth me checking out? Should I wait till the summertime? Because it's, I mean... Uh, wait, have we played Zach, what? knowing your Resident taste, Evil I, 3. Oh, Resident Evil. Zach, knowing your tastes, I know you like more horror from Resident Evil. I think for you, it might be worth waiting. I would agree. Because 3 is absolutely more of an action game than a horror game. Okay. It, it And it's also like, and I know you, it's, length is not as important to you, Zach, but... It's what you do compared to like like Resident Evil right oh boy anyway Resident Evil 2 sorry god damn it Zach sorry <laughs> sorry oh, no no let I'm me sorry, just I'm fine no, <laughs> Rev I thought you were I honestly your uh, initial reaction uh seemed upset and then you seemed like you reasoned no you can make dick jokes around me guys it's okay <laughs> We have we nope, have a guest here. We need to be better. There's about your this. there's your there's your <laughs> Julian or Rar Dio. There's your We're clippable friends. moment from the podcast right there. There's your clippable moment. There it is. Uh, <laughs> I was I not think. prepared for any of that. <laughs> Sorry, um, John. I so, forgot what the f oh so, okay, right. about Resident Evil. Right, right, right. Um, 
So, like, Resident Evil 2, Zach, like, uh, if you beat it as Leon, you can go back and play as Claire. Then you play each of their B routes. In this, there's really no reason to go back and play it again. Okay. I um, do think some of the length complaints are a bit overblown, though. I... Because, because, like, one playthrough of three is about the same length as one playthrough of two. Sure, but there's all, but, like, I factor in replayability John, that. Wait, but, John, no. have you, John, have you considered Resident Evil Resistance? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know I don't know a single person that has even opened that no. game. It comes with three. It, I know a lot of people that have bought three. I don't know anybody that has actually it played it. It is a video game that exists in 2020. Right. Uh that that is multiplayer. Uh and that's that's the that is the extent of my I've played exactly two matches and I was bored out of my mind. Um and no. I, yeah, I don't see my I don't see myself putting any more time into that. So, it's boring and stale. You know, we are we are officially about a, about an hour into our runtime here. I feel like it's time we level with the audience and say that we don't have a back half of the show in topics. And so the rest, we are off. If you didn't think we're, we're off the rails now, we are in uncharted territory. Uh, and I think it's time we just kind of... There, the glass, yeah. There, yes. We're off the rails, bitches. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just because he's Dr. Respect doesn't mean he doesn't use foul language, okay? That's right. I just want to point that out. Dr. I say, Respect. I say gosh darn all the time. <laughs> Dr. Respect is allowed to use foul language on this podcast. Right. I also like, like, hold on, Cam, stop moving right there. Like, look, look up. Okay, so, like, look down, just look. Okay, like, your ring light is reflecting perfectly is. Yeah, in your, good. yeah, it makes yeah, you look right. like a weird cyborg. Oh, like, I like it. I'll really take it. Like it. Yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. it. It's really cool, actually. You're like... No, that that's a great look. Now, now that I've said that, you are not allowed to move your head for the rest yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, shift. Stand there. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm, it looks like you're ready to target somebody for assassination. I'm ready to target like the gamers. Uh, ready to target the gamers. Ready to with target the gamers with positive vibes. No, they're gamers. They're gamers. <laughs> no positive vibes allowed. No positive vibes for the gamers. Um, should I go ahead and uh... wait? Is Reb actually going down to Cam's she'll, place? She'll be fine. Anyway, should I go ahead and drop our announcement? I don't know what your announcement is, um, but I, also I, I think I think week. you should. I think it's um I I I'm so excited for this announcement. Okay, so. I'll go ahead. Okay, all right, I'll go ahead and drop the announcement. So, uh, as everybody knows, uh, a game released in fi- in uh, 2020 called Final Fantasy VII Remake, an amazing remake of an amazing game, uh, and one of the most iconic characters in the game, and indeed one of the most iconic characters in the entire industry, is Aerith Gainsborough. Uh, and I'm very happy to announce that we have next week uh, Brianna White, the voice actor for Aerith, will be appearing on the podcast next Thursday, uh, live, and we'll be taking some uh, we'll be taking some questions uh, to ask her from the audience. Uh, and uh, and we are very very much uh, we are very much looking forward. To uh, to that, I am I am over I am stupidly excited about it. It's a it's a big get for us, uh, and um, very very happy about that. Uh, so please be sure to uh, to tune in next Thursday uh, because we have the voice actress for uh, Earth Greensboro here on SDGC. That sounds and I can't I I can't believe that's a sentence I'm actually saying. But wait, what the hell is so Cam, so Cam uh, Cam I gotta know. <laughs> No, oh, yeah. Reb, Reb's back at her chair. I'm glad. No, I like Cam, I, like I got to know. So, good. Cam, uh, run me yeah. through, uh, you know, uh, your podcast where you make up games. Uh, I got to know, is it really a robot or is it a spreadsheet? 
It's a robot. It's, it's definitely a robot. It's a robot. Yeah. So okay. so we have this we have this robot and we have like some uh, it has it has like a, a couple million different possibilities or something uh-huh. for games that it can spit out. It's like a a, a a game and then like a twist and then some other thing and then it spits out a game idea and then we it's always it's always a metacritic like perfect scored game every single time. Interesting. That sounds really cool. Now, now hang on. Really cool. Now, Reb, podcast. now, Reb, I do have a question for you. You know, you, you've been a, a journalist on the scene for a long time focusing on the business aspect uh, of the industry. I got to know, you know, it feels like publishers are often making big promises that sometimes developers have a hard time meeting. Do you think that this consistently can live up to the hype? Do you think that we can trust that these ideas will be good, they'll be bestsellers? Yes. Well... Wait, it's an opinion from an industry expert, right there. That's from it. Just expert. fucking hit me that Cam and Reb switch places. That didn't even register with me. What? I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. By the way, I was giving my Aerith is... announcement, and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, hold on. If I, like, by the wow, way, this is this like, is just going to be really... supremely good radio. <laughs> John, what are you talking about? I've been on this show forever. Oh, okay, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Please continue. Sorry. Really I must have does he normally do this? I don't understand. He does I'm this. Sorry. He wants I, attention. Yeah, I really like that a lot. I'm sorry. God. Sorry. I, I've had too much to drink tonight. Yeah. He always does this, guys. I'm so sorry. I've had I've had too much peanut butter whiskey. I'm sorry. Please continue. Ignore me, in fact. <laughs> oh, wow. Growing in real time. Ignore me. Ignore me as you normally do. Please continue. Okay. Okay. So, again, we don't have topics tonight. So, this is really... <laughs> This is really the content. I didn't know we're you at. guys were doing that announcement right then. Or no, I, just, I felt like it was not, good. We did good. because you walked away for a second, so oh. we were just like, "Oh, we'll fill in the time while Reb steps yeah. away with the announcement." I feel really short on this camera. I'm going back to my. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay. That was. Sure. That was. I keep forgetting they like they live in apartments like right next to each other. Yeah, they're like. So, right- one right over the other. Yeah. So, in all seriousness, this is a pretty big get for us, and so uh, I'll be working with John uh, on social between between John, uh, John's account, and then of course the SCGC account. We will be fielding questions early on, like maybe Sunday and Monday next week, to start rolling questions in. Uh, and so if you have any questions, you know, about general voice work, about what it's like to step into the role of, uh, as uh, uh, in Final Fantasy, we're super interested to to kind of figure out. Um, you know what y'all been thinking about it, uh, and yeah, also if you haven't seen the clip, she posted. She was playing the game on stream, and so there's oh, a clip so of her awesome. seeing, you know, playing the part where you meet Aerith, and it's her hearing her own care, her own voiceover in care, like in the character for the first it's time, so good. and she like breaks down. It's such a, it's such a. It is. I love seeing stuff like that from people that work on making games because. Seeing how excited the work that they do makes them, um, as well as you know how much that we love it, um, is always really exciting. So if you find if you can find that video, check it out. So it's a good video. I actually have a topic idea, and in real time, Ooh. I don't want you to say yes to this, even though we have an audience. Uh, I want you to devastate me if, if this if this topic is a no go. <laughs> um, if you're an Animal Crossing character, what animal would you be? So it has to fit into Animal Crossing lore. It has to fit into Animal Crossing lore. Yeah. Um, okay. What was your... There's like there's like personas, right? Between like Jock and like Leda. I want to know what that is. Uh, and I also want to know uh, what's your what's your outfit game? Is this, is this a, a suitable topic? 
Oh yeah, this is great. Okay, um, good. This is great podcast. Yeah, so there's actually a lot of Animal Crossing animal species. Um, so you could be an alligator, an ant eater, a bear, a bird, a bull, a cat, a chicken, a cow, a cub, which is different from a bear, a deer, a dog, a duck, an eagle, an elephant, a frog, a goat, gorilla, hamster, hippo, horse, kangaroo, koala, lion, monkey, mouse, octopus, ostrich, penguin, pig, rabbit, rhino, sheep, squirrel, tiger, or a wolf. I'd be really impressed if you just like spit that off the dome. I thought you were. <laughs> no, I'm very fast at Googling. <laughs> so, okay, wait, is there a quick thing for like the class types? Is that, are they actually considered class types? Is it like. Oh, uh, the like personalities, personalities, yeah. yeah. Um, I, hold on. I'm sorry to make Animal. you do this on the fly. Re no, can this you is guys great. send me. Can you guys send me the actual information? Because yeah, I don't know much about Animal Crossing. I'm putting the links in the Twitch chat. Uh, that's I'm the... obviously Biff the hippo, right? Like, because he works out. And does he let everybody know he works out every time he works out? Oh, absolutely. Okay, well, yeah. then yeah. Here's, here's the personalities. He's I'm literally actually, has like I'm four pictures of himself. I'm wondering if there are extra <laughs> personalities that were added in New Horizons that we just haven't figured out yet. But I don't, I don't know. People haven't talked about them, so I'm not sure. Okay, that's fine. Um, but mm. yeah, so I, I think I would, I'd definitely be a normal villager. So normal sounds really boring. Um, but normals are like the best kinds of villagers. They're always like. Not to toot my own horn, but they're, they just—they appeal to me. They're always like really sweet and like bubbly and like like energetic, but I, I don't know in like a nice way. They're not like—I mean, I think they're called normal villagers because they're not like excessively any one thing. Like they're not like a jock where they're super into sports. Um, they're not like trying to be pop stars or anything. They're just like they just want to live in the town and water the flowers and bake sweets. Like that's what they want to do, and that's like all I want to do, really. It's nice. Um, so yeah, I think that would be me. And then, as for, like, species, I don't know. I think I'd probably, hmm, I don't know. I'd probably be a dog villager, I think. Um, I think the dog villagers are really cute. Or a sheep. Mm. I might be a sheep, actually. Mm. Sheep villagers are good. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry, I think about this mm. stuff a lot. I like that. I love that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> don't apologize. It's actually, my bio on gamesistory.biz since I joined is that I'm either cooking video game foods in a real life kitchen or I'm happily imagining myself as an Animal Crossing character. Mm. That's been my bio since I got hired there. This is a perfect I, topic. Mm. Cam, please. Do you know where you are? So, I've actually never thought about this. Okay. Um, mm. And so I'm trying to figure out what I would be. I think I would be the lazy archetype because they're like very laid back. They're very chill. They love to eat food. I love to eat food. Mm, oh, hell too. yeah. Um, and they're, they're just chill. They're just out here. You know, they're just out here vibing. Just living life. Yeah. Just being kind to people. You know, it's great. As far as animal. Oh, I don't know. Ducks are pretty cool. Uh, I'll be a duck, but also... I have to wear cargo shorts. It's part of my brand. Uh, Cam, the animals in Animal Crossing do not wear pants. Well, I do. Okay. Except for Flick. Flick wears Exactly. Pants. I never noticed that? that until now. What's he hiding? The only reason why I'm aware <laughs> oh, God, that Flick no. wears pants and no one else does is because someone did a really good fan art of Flick and CJ, who are definitely boyfriends, by the way. Totally. Um, and in, in the fan art, Flick was not wearing pants. And everyone in the replies were like, where are Flick's pants? And they're like, oh, God, Flick wears pants. No one else does. I take back I take back what I said about a duck. Okay, wow. <laughs> I want to be a chameleon like Flick, where he's mm. like the kind of just like regular punk rock. I want to be the ska punk Flick. Ska Ooh. Punk. Wow, okay. But okay. instead of his pants, cargo shorts. Because, you know, gotta have, I got to turn my swag on, you know. Right, but still, so. so but still, lazy archetype is that what you? Oh, 100 percent. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, 
absolutely. So, That's so, not changing. John, we, we do know you're the jock archetype because you like to let us know um, by posting one of your four photos every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. like you know, it's just, I, I gotta, you know, I, you know, I gotta keep it real. Like I'm actually no, looking at the sure. jock characteristics here, and it says jock villagers are obsessed with sports, talking frequently about their physical appearance and sporting progress, and occasionally gossip. They brag quite a bit, usually about working out. Okay, yeah, that no, I that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that that absolutely that absolutely tracks or tracks. Know. Yeah, um, jock villager jock villagers in pocket camp will occasionally call the player Brosephine. Um. I don't know about that, but I do use the phrase "brotato chip" sometimes. Yeah, that, that's the uh, same so, thing. Totally yeah, same yeah, thing. That's, that's close enough. Yeah, brotato chip, or you know, uh, you know, protein shake, or you know, something like that. So, yeah, absolutely. I am, I am the jock stereotype. Fair enough. Clearly, yeah. I think John's a cranky villager, but that's okay. Oh wait, 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 wait no, hold on. Okay, I need, to, I need to reb. I need, I need. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I need to hear your rationale. They can be out of touch with social trends. <laughs> they have the deepest uh, voice of all the characters except for okay. Joan. That's okay. Okay. The ego seeks it. Yeah, okay. Go on. Um, they go to sleep at 5 a.m. and wake up at 10 a.m. in the original Animal Crossing. What do they do later? Uh, New Leaf, they go to bed at 4 a.m. and wake up at 10 a.m. When trying to enter the house of a cranky villager before they wake up, the letter explaining that they are asleep is much angrier than other personalities. <laughs> this is this all tracks. Um, yeah, they spend a small tracks. amount of their day in their houses and most of the day out, which I know doesn't track right now, but nobody's leaving their houses. So Absolutely. Count. They will act protective of the player when the player becomes friends with them, but they seem to disagree with most of the things that other villagers say. John? <laughs> John? Yeah! <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> They oh, usually man. discuss trivial things such as food and problems with unhealthy food. Um, I mean, I discuss trivial things, just not with food. Yeah. Though right. they may appear unfriendly, if the player talks to them, does errands for them, and sends them letters for long enough, they will eventually begin to open up and become more friendly with the player. Um, the villager may appear more gentleman-like than the other villagers once the player gets to know them. And they may uh, refer to themselves as more mature or like an old man. All right. Oh, well... Oh. John, John really is a hybrid here, but okay. yeah, yeah, so, totally. So, I'm with so you. old, old man. Let's let's just let's just be clear. I'm only 39. Like I'm not an John, old man. John, let me it's be about your clear. Personality. Your current Twitter name is what is it? What is it again? What is it? I'm your dad. I am. I'm your dad. Is your Twitter name? My dad <laughs> right. is not 39. Okay, but I'm just saying I have a very fatherly demeanor. Is what I'm saying. I'm I'm like You've everybody. You've got stepdad dad vibes. Dad. You've got yeah. you've got mom's boyfriend vibes, yeah. Okay, mom's boyfriend vibes. Whoa, whoa, So Zach, what are mama's boyfriend vibes? I gotta I gotta know this. Uh, really, really <laughs> wants to be into the things I'm into. Doesn't quite understand. Uh, really wants my approval. Has a heart of gold. Has a heart of gold. Yeah. But but works a little too hard for my appeal, and sometimes it makes me retreat a little bit. I'm like, whoo. He wants too bad. <laughs> hey, hey, John. Is that how I make you feel, Zach? What's you up, just, Jim? Yeah. Uh, we, we've actually called this podcast together. This is an intervention. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. So, so we know John is a hybrid of the jock, of the jock cranky. Cranky I'm a jock. The, the jock who cranks. The jock who cranks. Um, I'm janky, yeah. Yeah. John, what, what animal are you, though? Oh, I'm clearly a rhinoceros. Yeah. Hundred okay. percent. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, the rhinos no... are good too. The rhinos, yeah, that, rhinos that are good. Absolutely yeah. Absolutely. Right. Okay. I, I'm one hundred percent a rhino. Yeah. The okay. best villager in the whole game, meringue, is a rhino. Yeah. Okay. Uh, excuse you. Rold exists. Mm, that's true. Rold is my boy. I would die for him. I would I'll take a bullet. You. 
for Roll is, Roll is really good. I hope it doesn't come to that in Animal Crossing. That seems... Me too. I mean, if that turnip market... If that turnip market turns bad, who knows? The blood turnips, yeah. <laughs> blood Justin, turnips. Justin, Justin, what are you, buddy? Are you... Do you so, can, yeah, so I, I'm not too familiar with this, so I'm trying to go by this these links that Rev has gave, given given us. I do think I would be a lazy villager. Uh, I, I do think I do think that tracks. And I think I would probably be a cat with a twist. I'd be a robotic cat. Because there, oh, there yes. can be robotic yes. villagers. There can, so, yeah. That's good. So I think good I'd call. be a robotic cat. A lazy robotic cat. So can you unpack the robotic aspect? Is it just a preference? You just think that's cool? I... Uh, it makes me think of old kaiju movies when all of a sudden there would be just a big robot version Good. of the thing. Yes. So I, I, I figured that, I love like, it. I, I wasn't created as a robot, but I have ended up <laughs> down that path. <laughs> I love that. It's just inevitable at that point. I feel it. Also, since we're doing that, since Justin gets to be a robot villager, I want to be a food-themed dog. Wait, wait, there's like food themed. There's theming. Aren't all dogs food food themed? Like dogs. No, so there's there are so okay. I'm sorry. So outside (laughs) of outside of just like the village, all the villagers have different designs. There's like almost 400 different villagers I think we're up to now, and within those villagers, some sets of villagers just have like visual themes, and they're not like really connected in any way. But just like there there are some common themes you will see. Like there's a group of villagers that all for some fucking reason dress like power rangers i don't fucking know why they're they just do great. They're um, great. There, there are a couple robotic villagers who's like i know a robotic frog for sure i think there's a couple others yeah. um there's a couple i think there's at least one mummy there might be a second one yes um and then there are some that are food themed so meringue my favorite villager if you look up like meringue the rhino from animal crossing she's a pink rhino but she like she has like dessert themes like she has a little bit of like whip topping and her horn is a little strawberry and she's so cute um there's like one that i think is like i think tangy or something he's like a, a tangerine i don't actually Ooh, know um delightful. but there's a few that are like that so i would want to be like a food themed dog fair enough i actually what my you... oh go ahead no, 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 Zach, please, please. I was just going to say, in my personal village, I'm not very far into Animal Crossing. I played, like, maybe two days in a row. I did recruit the sheep that's got the burger shirt and the fry hat on, Hell yeah. which is pretty sick. I do like that. Um, uh, uh, what would, Zach, I got to know, yeah. what would Reb's food dog name be? Like, well, like I feel like I can't Reb. make that call. Reb, what do you, <laughs> like, no, no. Yeah, we just be who we are. Yeah. yeah. Zach, are Zach, what's your, what's your animal? I want to say bear, um, because I think I like the idea of that. Just a, okay, you know, just a being a cool guy. bear. What, yeah. what kind of bear? That's the thing. I've actually been having a hard time with this, and I think it's because I haven't. Uh, New Horizons is my first exposure, and like I said, I haven't gotten very far in it. I don't think sporty. I think I've got elements of lazy. I think I've got elements of cranky. I definitely got um, yeah. elements of normal. Um, and I, I actually am having a little bit of a hard time narrowing it down from there. I would say a little smug. Wow, you've heard. <laughs> you've I mean, cussed. we should just call John cranky. I that's think that's true. That shot was, that's fair. Shot. He's hurt. Smug. Me. So, so it says here. It says here. Uh, smug are very polite, kind, and gentlemanlike, and will easily get along with other villagers. They seem to be a mix between all personality types and are lively, kind, and positive, but may come off as conceited. Uh, smug villagers tend to have a bigger ego and talk about how much they're cool mo- most of the time and cooler than everyone else. Smug villagers mm. will also occasionally flirt with the player. I don't um, feel like I do either of those last two things. Yeah, I actually... 
I'm fair. Yeah, no, I was on I'm board until like those I'm bigger a, ones. I'm a married man. Because that's <laughs> <laughs> the whole beginning of this stream apologizing because he thought he was doing such a bad job trying to set it up when he was not doing a bad I job. I was at all. with you the first you're doing part. Doing great. Though. I mean, I, I, I okay, think so if we limited it to the first part, then I would say that you're the you're the smug villager. I, it hurts more than the actual description does. <laughs> um, it's fine. You know, you can't pin me down. There's not a lot of labels that stick that's right. to this body. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm really exactly. happy. So sorry, we're talking about Animal Crossing. Please. One of the things I'm very happy about in New Horizons is how much dialogue there is in this game. Um, yeah. So something that... Uh, this is a game that's meant to be played for months and months, like into years. Um, with playing New Leaf, eventually you have seen most of the dialogue in the game at that point. Like, every, like you just get repeated conversations. There's only, I think, what are we up to? Eight, ten personality types. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine? Nine wow, personality types? Yeah, I guess that is quite a few. Maybe there's only eight. I can't really tell what's going on with this art, with this weird wiki article. Um, but there's about that many personality types. And there are ten villagers in your town. Well, yeah, there's ten villagers in your town, I think. Um, and so you, you have some duplicates and you start hearing the same dialogue over and over again from multiple of them. Like sometimes words will get changed out. Like they'll, they'll put a different dessert in here or whatever, but it's the same stuff over and over. Um, New Horizons, I feel like I have seen less repetition than I did in New Leaf. And I know, I, I know I've only been playing for a few weeks, um, but there seems to be just a wider variety of things that they can say in ways that they can say it, um, which makes me happy. Today, this morning, for instance, I went to the museum, um, to donate some fossils and my buddy Blathers took some fossils from me, and I was like, I want to see how many more I have left, because I feel like I'm getting a lot of duplicates. So I went down to the fossil area, and my pal Teddy was walking around the fossil area, and he was examining one of the exhibits, and I walked up to him, and he had dialogue that was unique to him looking at that exhibit. Like, he specifically oh, cool. said facts about the dinosaur he was looking at, and then he noticed that I had donated it and pointed that out. And it was really cool, like, that that was an experience I could... Like, one, he could walk into the museum in the first place, because he couldn't do that in New Leaf. And two, that he would have comments to make about the specific things that he was seeing in there. Well, that was really cool. And, like, Nintendo might, might make me regret saying this, because Nintendo has proven this before. But, like, this is the first time Nintendo actually has an opportunity to do, like, a live service in which they can... Like, they don't just start new events with new seasons, but they actually are adding meaningful con uh, content contributions. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it's super interesting to see... I mean, I think they've whiffed it largely with their online service on Switch so far, but like I'm super, 100%. but I'm super interested to see if they can actually turn this into. I don't mean games as service in the traditional it, sense, but yeah, this yeah. is the first time I've Just actually updates, used the Nintendo. Yeah. Like this is the first time I've actually used the Nintendo app. Yeah, well, it would also like, be thinking about that. Like, I almost wonder if we'll know if Nintendo is doing that or not because it seems like a very Nintendo thing to just be sneaking in various patches and then just oh, not say have. anything about yeah. it. Yeah, they like, absolutely already have. They there were people who found um, there were some people who were sharing stuff on social media where after one of the small updates they did recently, their villagers were talking about um, art being in the museum, which. Currently, art is art being in the museum is a thing from previous games, like fine art. Um, there's a whole thing where there's this shady fox named Red who comes around I and he sells you paintings. That's and so like good. sometimes they're counterfeit and sometimes they're not. And in New Leaf, <laughs> you could I like that. In New Leaf, you could see kind of like a blurry visual of what the painting was, and you had to like look at it. And they they matched like real life paintings. So like there was one of like 
on a woman with like a pearl earring, I think is what the painting is called. Mm -hmm. There girl was one that was earring. basic girl with a pearl earring. There's one that was basically that, and you had to look at it and and like know what the real life painting looked like and look at it really closely. And like this this is me like spitballing. I can't remember what the actual thing was, but like the earring would be the wrong color if it was a fake one or something. And there were three paintings every time he showed up, and one of them was real and the other two were fake. And so you had to identify which one was the real one and buy it and then take it to the museum to donate it. And if it was a fake, Blouds wouldn't take it, and it was just trash, and you wasted the money to throw, throw it away. But if it was a real one, he would put it up in the museum. Um, so that was the whole mechanic. It's not in New Horizons, but people in like their village after one of the updates were talking about, oh, yeah, I went to the museum. It was cool that there was art there or whatever. And there's not art, so it was obviously not intended to have that dialogue in there. Mm -hmm. But it, the indication is that that dialogue is written and it's coming. Same thing with uh, Brewster, the guy who runs the – he's, uh, a, like, I think a brother or cousin of Blathers mm -hmm. um, in New Leaf. And previous games, he runs a coffee shop. And it, the coffee shop doesn't even do anything. Like, you just show up, and you can sit at the counter and order a coffee. And other other villagers will sometimes come sit in there and drink coffee, too. It's super cute. Um, and it's not in this game yet, but people were talking about getting a coffee at Brewster's. And so the dialogue wasn't meant to be in there, but they they basically, like, stealth-added dialogue to the game. And it... Mm, Brewster's coming. <laughs> Can we just, like, building up what Reb said, can we just mention the fact that you could buy a dog bowl with food and water in it, but you can't have a fucking dog? Why yeah, would you enslave enough. one of your yeah. fellow yes. villagers? <laughs> well, I mean, people are already selling them online, so... That, yeah, that like, bowl of food is for your pet turtle. That's true, yeah. You're right. Is it? Is it? Actually, Tortimer's a turtle. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I've just seen the hissing turtles. Is I Animal Crossing I... just fucked up? Is yeah, yeah, a little bit. Bit. Yeah. Can I can I do one more little rant about Animal Crossing? Please. Oh, yeah, go ahead. This is something that I wanted to write about, but I don't think that I'm I don't think I'm quite qualified to write about it, and also it's I don't have a place to write it at. Um but something that has really made me excited about Animal Crossing, and I it, I, I wanna I wanna preface this with a giant asterisk asterisk that it is still imperfect. Um I actually who wrote was this was this an uppercut? Did uppercut have a really good article about this recently? Somewhere had somewhere had a good article about this recently about how um the gender expression in Animal Crossing was the ways in which it was imperfect. It was a really that was uppercut. Yes. Okay, go yeah. read that because it's good. Um, but I I do want to talk about what it does well, and I think something that it has done well that has helped helped me a lot to sort of think about these things is that for for the very first time, New Horizons is almost not quite, but almost completely apathetic about gender, um, and gender expression. And in previous games, um, all the, so all the villagers are either male or female. They're they're all binary gender. Um, and the personality types are binary as well. Like, there's four for male villagers and there's four for female villagers, and they're always split along, along those lines. Um, and in the past, it has always been very clear, like, which villagers were male and which were female. Like, they would have, I believe they would have blue and pink, like, name plates over their speech, like, based on their gender. They would specifically talk about doing girly things or, like, masculine things or whatever, and they would talk about it in those terms. Um, and in this game, they... Uh, I, I still think that, like, programming-wise, they are definitely divided up into those subtypes, and there is still, like, a little bit of discussion of, like, like gender lines, but for the most part, it's gone. Like, everybody is just whoever they are and interested in whatever they're interested in, and they can all wear any clothing that you want. You can give coded male villagers dresses, and they will wear them. You can give them cute little frilly hats and purses. They will wear them. They love it. They don't care. They'll brag about it. Um, and the end result is that my town and my head can't, and, oh, and the other thing is everybody refers to, I haven't, I don't know if they do it for the fellow villagers, but for the player characters, they refer to every player character as they or them every single time. 
Um, so, like, if Cam comes to visit my town and somebody afterwards is talking about them, they will always refer to Cam as they or them because there's no coding for... there. There's a thing at the beginning where you choose kind of your body type and it is a binary, like, male or female coded body type, but it's it's not like picking pronouns and it's not like picking your gender. It's just... It's picking how you look. And there's other problems with that. Again, go read Uppercut. But essentially, like, it it does away with gender in a very particular way. And I, I understand the reasons why that might not work for some people, but it is really cool in that it basically gives you kind of this blank canvas to sort of project your own head cannons onto. Um, and I have really been enjoying it because I just like everybody in my village is queer as shit now in my head. Hell like yeah. that's just how it works. Like, like Teddy is this super like jock, like kind of personality who's really into sports. And every morning, uh, Teddy wakes up and puts on this like athletic suit and these big shades and goes out and lifts a bunch of weights. And then in the afternoon, Teddy grabs a purse and a cute little hat and strolls around the village in a raincoat. Like that's what Teddy <laughs> does. And t- that's Teddy's life. And Teddy loves it. Shout um, out to Teddy. Teddy's Hell yeah, Teddy. The other day, Teddy made an amazing pun about fences, about fencing and fences while wearing a doctor's coat, uh, the same shades that I was mentioning, and a fuzzy hat and holding a broom. I think I think that's all that he was wearing. It was it was ridiculous. It was an absolutely ridiculous outfit. I love him so much. Um, There's Eunice, who's in my town. Who I Eunice is definitely somewhere in the code, either a male or female villager. I have no idea. Um, so in my in my brain, Eunice is non-binary, and like the game has never given me any reason why I need to think about that if I don't want to think about that. But I can if I want. Mary, little kitty, gay as shit. She loves lesbian manga with like robots and magical girls and shit, and is always talking about it. And I love her so much. And it's it's really cool because like I am a person who I like I am I I was I was. I was born and raised as a woman and I am a woman and that that's like what I am. But it is, but I was definitely raised with like some shitty harmful stereotypes about who women are and what they're supposed to be and what their role in society is. And I was also raised to think that if you're not straight, then you're just like wrong or delusion and I'm not straight. So that didn't help. Um, so I'm still, I'm still like thinking about these things and sort of discovering these things as an adult, because a lot of my thinking about them and a lot of my breaking free from kind of that training and that like, like, I guess, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know, all, all that thinking, like, my break my break from that is still fa- fairly recent, still fairly fresh, and I'm still, like, discovering things that are, like, located in my brain that I think about gender and that I think about how all that works um, that are not, like, useful thoughts to have anymore. And so I'm still sort of working through them in different ways, and Animal Crossing is kind of helping me work through them in different ways because I just have this kind of, I don't want to say, like, blank canvas, but I have just all these kind of personalities and tastes and interests that are sort of thrown in these animals. I mean, basically at random, but I don't have to think of any of them as having anything to do with gender um, if I don't want to, or I can if I want to. Um, and so that's, it's been really helpful for me. and It's been really cool. And I'm really, really enjoying that part of the experience. And again, go read Uppercut's article about it because there are still problems on it. Nintendo is still very imperfect on, on these things, but I think there are things that does really, really well that I'm really enjoying. Right. Thank you for that letting was, me rant about that. No, that was great. was great. That was that was one of my that was one of my favorite uh, video game uh, discussions on. Like that was I, I love stories like that. Um, like you know the fact that games can help us, uh, you know, not just entertain ourselves but also grow as people and learn more about ourselves and uh, help us co- help us come to terms with different mm-hmm. things about ourselves. I think that's that's one of the powers of this medium. And so I, I I'm always willing to. I, I always love hearing stuff like that, especially from people I care about, especially from. So thank you. For- um you know we are pretty much, pretty much at, we are pretty much at time uh despite the technical difficulties 
Um, I do want to thank people for coming out. And again, John, we are having a guest next week. Reiterate that guest for people in case they missed it earlier. Sure. Uh, the voice actress for Aerith in Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Brianna White, is going to be on SDGC next week. Uh, we're going to be, yeah. we're going to be, I, I am like, you have no idea what it was like for, <laughs> for, for me and Justin, especially to keep this contained for 24 hours. Like I, by the way, you like, told, ah! you told me this as I was finishing the game too. So like, I was like, I was like, I was, I was literally unable to sleep for like hours. <laughs> after. Yeah. So, so we are, we are very excited. We're going to be taking some questions for her uh at some point before next thursday yeah. uh and uh you can expect uh the the majority of the podcast to revolve around her because there's gonna be a lot to talk about um this is a big role for her and it's gonna open up a a, a whole lot of things for her hopefully uh because she she killed it as Aerith. um like imagine getting and like imagine uh landing for a voice acting role like one of the most iconic characters in the entire history of the medium like that's that's huge that's wild um, and it'll be very interesting to see uh, to see the positive things that happened to her career uh, after this. So we're very excited about that. Uh, do we have any more housekeeping items for anybody? Rad. Yes, I do. Um, so I've just put a link. Um, Nightbot is updated. That is the correct link um, to the SDGC community Discord. Um, it is an incredible, positive, lovely place. Uh, we're having a real good time in there. Come join us if you haven't already. By the way, um, if you are a member of that Discord, our uh, good, wonderful moderator, Lena, has set up a Minecraft server uh, for us. I don't know anything about that or how it works, but if you join the Discord, there's a channel dedicated to the Minecraft server, and if you go there and want to be a part of that, Lena can probably give you a lot more information on what that entails, but we have one of those now. That's so, actually going to be great for Minecraft Dungeons next month, which I am very ooh. much looking forward to. Yeah, that game's going to be sick. My that but Minecraft server, cool. I mean, like a server in Minecraft, yeah, like right, in the right. game. We also yeah, have no, a channel like, in the Discord. We have our own server. Okay, I both totally of those things. I'm sure they'll tolerate discussion of dungeons in there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure um, yeah. So, so, but like, also, Cam, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you so much and for tolerating technical difficulties. Um, Dude, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it, and also, uh, yeah, yeah. Plug your shit again. Yeah, pump your shit. Plug I will. So I am a co-host on the new Entertainment System podcast, as I mentioned at the top of the show. It is a show where me and my good friend Nathan Brandt, we have a robot, uh, as I talked about earlier, is not a spreadsheet. It's actually a robot. Um, where basically we have like different pieces of games, like different genre IP, little like weird twists, like you have to play it with a dance pad or something, and it mashes them together and it spits something usually really cursed out. <laughs> um, and, uh, we, and we just like spend like about half an hour 45 minutes uh but with me and nate and a guest from games industry games podcasting game journalism all of that stuff uh we just like kind of pitch the game and it's never good but it's like a great show <laughs> it's, it's a always lot of fun. a perfect game it's always a perfect game 100 percent of the time 100 on metacritic. metacritic we have just like a killer record um another thing i do want to plug real quick in relation to that show uh Next Saturday on the 25th, uh, that night at 8.30 p.m. Central, we are doing our second ever Nespod live show. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing our last one last month, which was kind of in place of a panel of ours that was got canceled because of everything. Um, and we're it's going to be me and Nate, and we're going to be joined by uh, friends uh, Caitlin Galley's row from Uppercut. We're going to be joined by Lizzie Garcia from But Why Though, and we're going to be joined by Ian Preschel from OK Beast. So that'll be a fun, 
ridiculously terrible bullshit time. So uh, come on out to that and have some drinks and uh, just talk about, I don't know, Sonic fucking or something. Well, John, you were on the show. This should not surprise yeah. you. No, I just wasn't like, I'm never prepared for it. Can, That's all. Is anybody? Is anybody? Reiterate no. one more time in case people aren't following uh, your podcast and you on Twitter where they can find yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I of forgot course. about that. No, um, uh, so the podcast can be found on Twitter at the NES pod. Uh, and I can be found on Twitter at the Camdy man. That's T-H-E-K-A-M-D-Y-M-A-N. Lots of uh, bad, silly jokes there. So look forward <laughs> to that. Sweet. All right, Justin, thank you for being here. Obviously, one of the gang. Please tell people where they can follow you on Twitter if they aren't uh, already. Yes, I am at RoboPlato um, on Twitter. Um and pretty much anywhere. <laughs> if you see that, it's me. Uh, yeah, and I'm here on SDGC quite a bit. Yep, and John, I, you know, you're kind of look, an up-and-comer. No one knows you look, yet. Can you please tell people where they might find you? Um, you know what? They... If you don't know where to find me on Twitter at this point, you've been listening to this podcast for years. I got nothing. I can't help you. So Dad, where, where do they find you? Me? Oh, you can find me. God, I got it. I got to change his handle. But now I've said it so many times that I can't. Uh, so my my handle is um, at Bear Claw Gaming. You should oh, make it. Uh, you should make it Avocado Toast Four Twenty. Don't tempt me. That's really? my alt. Please don't dox me like that. <laughs> yeah, please, please. And then and then Reb, uh, where can people one follow you on Twitter and two see a lot of your work? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Duck Valentine, and you can find my work at GamesIndustry.biz. I published a weird weirdly timely in a sort of weird way interview uh just today with uh kelly wallach who is the founder of the indie mega booth um the previous yesterday they announced that they were sunsetting their operations for the duration of COVID 19 and my interview with her was at pax east when she was full of a lot of optimism and hope for the future of the mega booth so it is a very weird interview but i have put it in context and kelly was a wonderful wonderful interviewee so if you care about little games getting attention and the industry being a better place um she had really wonderful things to say and i think it's worth your time awesome okay i think that will do it for us uh here at scgc uh john do you want to do the honors sending us home does anybody else want to do it? I, I always do it. If somebody else wants to do it, I'm Cam, do you wait, Cam's, you know our line. Cam can No, you, I don't. Damn I'm it. sorry. <laughs> no, no, please. I barely know it. Alright, John, I think okay, it's up to I'll you, do, buddy. I'll, it's I'll not always poetry. And we don't always agree. But we always keep it real. There we yeah. go. Yeah.